world. I'm Shawa Evans. And I'm Stanley Wiggins. And this is Black Hipster, where we talk about Black pop culture, gay pop culture, Black gay pop culture, and sometimes other shit. Hello, darling. (laughs) Should I say happy Pesach right now? (laughs) <laughs> sure, it's sure. a common. <laughs> it's, it's it's a common. It's a common. Here, but it's a common. Are are um, you prepared? Yeah, actually, we were cleaning um pretty thoroughly. I was just cleaning out the microwave and the the stove, and oh, I am not looking forward to cleaning the oven because child probably ain't cleaned it since last pace. So. <laughs> <laughs> what There's do you have that. to clean? Why, why are you cleaning everything? Is it kind of is that also standard? That's what you should do. Yeah, and you're supposed to get rid of like anything that's considered comets um, from out of your house. So like mm-hmm. Lebanon and anything that's like Passover forbidden. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all your bread like substances. Um, you know, but if I'm being honest, like we also just have like you know you have the two crispers in your fridge. This certain uh-huh. things is like well, I'm not gonna just get rid of this, so it's just going <laughs> to and it's just gonna stay in there until the week is over, and we just <laughs> ignore it and pretend like it doesn't exist. Yes, um, like I yeah yeah, but it's good too because it's almost like a spring cleaning. I think yes. it feels like for a lot of people. I mean, I don't like I'm not like my mom. Like I'm not gonna scrub my walls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's unnecessary unless they need to be scrubbed you know what I mean like, yeah. I feel like I scrub my bathroom walls every other weekend because they just sometimes they sweat yeah. and they get like sticky and weird and yeah. Like, yeah. so they and the bathroom ceiling and the bathroom walls I scrub sometimes but um, I don't do it for the purpose of like Passover cleaning Okay, um, so people are like nuts about it um, I mean not so much but I'm a heathen so you know there's yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, heave it. And you're like, he's, I, I never thought about that. It's a good way. It's, you can look at it as spring cleaning. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Josh, I see. I, I did not, I was never told that part by Josh. So I, I don't think we're going to be doing any. Well, Josh cleaning. is even more of a heathen than I am. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He's you know, the rules and the traditions. So I, mean, it, I, mean, yeah, I don't imagine. And in some circles, yeah, I mean, he's he, his dad is Jewish, his mom is not, so oh, technically, he's not. You're right. Would, so there's a lot of people that would not consider him Jewish at all. At all. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Baptized and by misfits. So um. right. they're like, you don't know if that's really your daddy. <laughs> I mean, that's a, you know, that's because that's the whole premise around it. So, <laughs> you can't deny that you came out of that woman's womb. So, that's true. Whether, that's they true. Could deny whether or not you are his child. Yeah, um, yeah. That that's that's funny. Interesting enough. Yeah. So then I guess he's off the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just I know <laughs> so he, he can we, eat his bacon and maybe never do Passover again if he so chooses. And yes. <laughs> no one will challenge him about it. No that. one will challenge him. Exactly. He he yeah, we're gonna do something tonight. We just don't know what it well, I don't know what it is really. So uh, we'll see what happens. We say we've said the prayers. We've done it virtually with his family before too. <laughs> did That's you funny. did you see um, did you see the the um, well you know what we don't even have to talk about that. <laughs> I was gonna. Did you see Sharon Osbourne? I know we talked about it before, but she's now leaving the talk. Well, because she was on. Um, they put the show on hiatus, so they gave yes an internal investigation. But mm-hmm. they also had like the NCAA tournament, so I think they were going to be off for a couple weeks anyway. Ah. Um, and the, but then they pushed it back, mm-hmm. saying that they had to do further investigation. Um, and then she was like, "I was set up." She yes. basically tried to say that like the producers set her up 
they they prompted like Cheryl and them to ask her mm -hmm. about it. And she was caught off guard. She didn't know they were going to talk about that. And but I, again, I just like <sighs> sorry, but like if you are not a racist, then you don't need to practice being not exactly. But yeah. you know what I mean? Like you don't need prompts. You don't need to be prepared. You don't need you know to be to be uh, prepped to, about not saying something stupid. You need to be mm -hmm. prepped into like you know at the end of the day. The issue was that the the part that she wasn't prepped or prompted that had nothing to do with what happened on the show was mm -hmm. that she felt the need to go out of her way to defend or 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 honor or back up and and support someone who was being racist. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that she did all on her own, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was really what was at the basis of how this started. And then you followed that up with just the wrong answer yeah and the fact that yeah you fell into this bullshit victim um position when it all came to a head another example of you being a piece of shit if not mm -hmm. a racist so we're still not here for you at the end of the day regardless of how you want to label it but i'm gonna need folks to stop being like well if one person just doesn't like a person does that make them racist if you want to look at it like that you go ahead but just know <laughs> that you're gonna get dragged because you're a racist piece of shit mm -hmm. so and like at the end of the day you could say that the producers you know told them to ask that question or whatever but why do you feel like you were ill prepared to like you weren't ill prepared it just turns out that your response didn't sit well with people and it yeah yeah, and I think that's what I think that's what it is. I, I actually I went back and watched that um, that episode, the clip of when her daughter said that thing about um, Latino about, about workers, mm -hmm. about yeah, and particularly um, yeah, I forget which and then I remember she said I think she was like in Trump, you know, you're trying to keep these people out, all these these Latinos out of the country, and who do you think will clean your toilets? And yeah. it was Rosie, Rosie, Rosie not Perez, Rosie. She was like, oh, no, and raven Simone," mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they were just like, no, that's that's not. And their Latinos are eligible for many other jobs, and that's not all Latinos do. And she was like, I know, I know. That's not what I meant. Come on, come on. And um, No, and she tried to day, back it up a little bit first. She tried to, like, support. No, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like one of the things. And they were like, no, they persisted to be like, Stop. <laughs> well, you know, the, yeah, because I didn't, I only saw the short clip. So I don't know what happened. I remember hearing about this, you know, years ago, but mm -hmm. I only saw the short clip. And then what was after that were all of um, the next day, I believe there were clips of Whoopi Goldberg and um, a lot of the cast members, they talked up, they said, you know, we know this happened yesterday, we're going to address it. And Whoopi, um, Whoopi and Raymond Simone were like, we don't believe that she's racist. We think that she said she stepped in doo-doo. She was just like, listen, she was like, we all step in doo-doo. She was like, you say something, we're on live television and you say, and you put, you put something out there that comes across as wrong or you put your foot in your mouth, basically. And she's like, we've all done it and it happens. And um, I do agree with that sometimes. I do think sometimes people say certain things and it can be fringing on a little, not racist necessarily, or prejudice. And I do think that happens. I, I think that happens a lot because people have these, we all have prejudice and biases. And I think each situation has to be weighed differently. 
You know, maybe not with the Sharon Osbourne, but I do think that happens. And we, I mean, we talked about this. It goes. I in the do, but I also think that like we need to be able to make the distinction between racism and bias and prejudice. Yes. And but but that they're not the same thing. They aren't the also same thing. That participating in racism as a white person does make you a racist. I think what the problem is is that everybody because we know racism to be the egregious thing that is and the way that it has been perpetrated on people of color and and carried out in this country is that it has been so extreme and yeah. so disgusting and so violent that people don't understand that there's levels to it. Yes, so I exactly. just feel like, no, I mean, Kelly Osborne probably is racist because she said that like it was a complimentary thing and that shit came out of her mouth. You know yeah. what I mean? Which means that you think that. You think that when you see Latino people, there's probably likely a thought in your head of like, oh, well, I'm not going to hire her to do X, Y, Z, but she could clean my toilet. That is racism. I, I you didn't. are holding oh, back a whole group of people and, and, and pigeonholing them into, you know, one particular, you know, set of skills because you have this bias in your mind. You have this 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 thought in your head of what they're capable of doing. And it probably seeps into the way that you treat them every day. And, and, and when you are in a position of power in how you hold them back in different ways. And that is racism. And no one's saying that it has to be some big, crazy, ugly thing that mm -hmm. is just like, just maybe you are racist because you're participating in racism and it is affecting a group of people in a severely detrimental way. It doesn't have to be your entire being. It doesn't have to define who you are as a person. It's just acknowledge it and let's figure out how to fix that and move on. You know what? I, I do agree with some of what you said in that like, yeah, it doesn't define who you are and that let's figure out a way to address it and move on. Because I do, in that situation, there are, like you said, different levels. And it's just like, take black people, for instance, of, you know, black people I know in my family who, you know, may not like gay people, but they have gay people in their family or they may say certain things, you know, like, they don't want their sons to be gay. Or, but no, not even, not even saying that. Maybe they have gay friends and they don't want their children to be gay, but they have close gay friends that they mess with and they have fun with and they geek you in and they love. And, but it's just like, they don't want that in their family. Or they have gay family members and, you know, they aren't ex fully accepting of their, their gay life. You know, like with my, they'll be like, oh, this is your friend. This is that. They nice mm -hmm. and they sweet. Or, you know, black people, you know, that my family have known, you know, they'll say, oh, well, they Chinese or something like that. You know, not everybody, but we've all, you know, seen that with certain people, you know, that they, they're that Chinese person. And it's just like, well, they aren't Chinese. You know, they're so-and-so. Or, you know, I think there are certain levels. It doesn't necessarily mean that person is straight up trying to, like, beat up gay people. Or straight up talking I about walking around calling Asian people all sorts of you know, derogatory names, but there is a prejudice and a bias there that needs to be addressed. And right. that's the level when sometimes, I, and I think a lot of times that applies to white people who are not racist, but they say certain things which are prejudiced by, they don't know the implication. They may have black friends or black whoever that they can, they love about, but they don't dig deeper into how some of the things that they do and think and influence the way that they are in the world and how they treat other people. And I think that needs to be addressed. I feel like because if people have those distinctions about the prejudice and the bias and the racist and understand it, then it will it, they won't get as defensive. You know what I'm saying? They won't get... Yeah, but I think that you and I have a very different view about like what makes something racist. Because for me, there's definitely a power 
dynamic that yes. has, that comes into play. And so, you know, when people get mad when I'm like, no, black people don't have the power to be racist because, you know, they don't have the power to do mm-hmm. anything that, that, that's going to hold another group of people back. Yes. In, no. in a certain way. And that's when I say that's, that's, that's black people being prejudiced as black people being biased as black people being stupid and being, you know, xenophobic or, or culturally insensitive and all these other things. But, for me, it's like, yeah, when we start talking about racism, it, there has to be this ability to hold a group of people back, to hold a group of people down um, that they can't move forward, that no. just cut off their mobility. Um, we so- we talked about that. We agree on that. I definitely agree with you. I think that there's a difference between a white person being racist and a black person being um prejudice advised. I think racism does have a power dynamic. And it's just like, I, I totally agree with you. We, we've had discussions about that. I think that though, once you get into situations where you have white people who don't have necessarily the same amount of power or any power to sort of stop uh, in the sense that you always have privilege. So depending on where you are, white person's privilege, like if, if a white person's complaint, a white person not doesn't always have the power to, uh, what is it? get get a job over a person of color or that you know their cries for help you know whether they're warranted or not can influence you know how police will react against a white you know against a person of color mm-hmm. um because that you know every white person doesn't have you know wealth every white person doesn't have influence so with those people you know the ones that you meet on a day-to-day basis their that dynamic that power dynamic is much different you know in a lot of ways and i think that that needs to be addressed, that needs to be talked about in sense of their sort of relationship to, uh, to I, I, I don't know how I'm trying to describe it. I think it's just, I think sometimes that white people can say certain things. And like I say, it doesn't mean that they're, well, we, we talked about that, it doesn't mean they're racist, but I, I have to think about it a little bit more. Does it, I, I guess, <laughs> I have to think about it. You're like, this is how I feel on the surface, but let me dig a little further. Well, well, yeah, I think so. I know with me too. No, that's perfectly fine. We don't always have to have the answer, and we certainly don't always have to have it immediately. Exactly. You and I are very rarely loud and wrong, but we are entitled. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I just want to say, because I've been thinking about this, and like I said, sometimes I'm not so good at verbalizing, you know, how I feel or, you know, where I'm trying to come from, whereas I think you are much better at that. And so sometimes, too, I have to sit, like, I'll say something, and I'm like, well, I change up how I feel. Usually with race, it's not so, um, the lines are not so blurred. (laughs) Usually I have a hard, it's like, like, it's like, no, this is very clear where I stand. But, you know, as I'm thinking about these things, I think different dynamics and different socioeconomic statuses amongst white people do affect, um, so in, in their role, white, amongst white people, I'm saying racism can look very different, you know, in different classes. Right, there's levels and, to it. Yeah, there's levels to it, exactly. And I feel like that needs to be discussed more. That that's kind of just the answer to everything in life. There's different it's levels like, to it. It's like, right. <laughs> when people get into these arguments and things about something, it's like, we can both be right. There's levels to it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that would probably just like resolve most issues in everyone's lives. Like, yeah. So you get into an argument with your spouse, and then it's like you're not seeing eye to eye about something. It's like, look, I'm not wrong, and you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. There's levels to it. One exactly. of us is right in a certain situation. 
Yes. You're wrong today because that's not what the situation was. <laughs> You're wrong today. But we, but we can revisit this in another couple of weeks if this argument comes up. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, which, yes. by the way, what? can we just real quick Cuomo update? What happened? So so now they're coming for Cuomo in a different way. Um, but I, I just want to say, after... Um, our last episode, I was thinking about how I was like, well, if they do, like, get him up out the paint, what is going to happen? Because I'm like, New York is New York, you know? It's, it's, it's not, like, just any run-of-the-mill state to run. Mm-hmm. It's New York. Um, and it was like, you know, who who going to take this over? And I was like, all right, I should probably look that up because we should know this. And I was like, wow, these black hipsters are pretty stupid because we have no idea. I see, I don't... Fucking lieutenant governor. <laughs> Uh, who's the lieutenant well, governor? I don't even know. It's a woman named Kathleen Courtney Hochul, which I also thought um, was interesting. That I was like, if they get him out of out, out the paint, um, he the 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 role is going to be taken over by a woman, <laughs> which is yeah. funny. It was like, mm, see how that works? <laughs> <laughs> get you out of the paint. Yeah, some woman named Kathleen Kathleen Hochul. Um, yeah, and um. That's the lieutenant governor of New York. Who knew? Is she like good at her job? Like are people like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why I was like, I just have no idea. Like, what's gonna happen? And I mean, I guess we could just assume she'll be fine. I guess the lieutenant governor like runs on the ticket with the governor. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like the president, vice president. So if they get Cuomo about the paint, Kathleen's taking over. Um ah. <laughs> I have nothing. I know nothing about her. Yeah, I know nothing oh. about her either. She <laughs> she has some political experience. I know she's she's working oh. on the the heroin and opioid abuse task force. That's one of her. Yeah, well, things. they're starting to talk about her now because it's like meet the woman who might take over if we get Cuomo about the paint. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like, oh, all right now. Um, all right, Cuomo. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, they basically say now he's embroiled in this scandal that. He allowed his family to um, jump the line and get COVID tested mm-hmm. um, when, like, you know, it was kind of a big deal. Like, when everybody couldn't just go get COVID tested. Yeah. Um, that he allowed his family to go and just get their COVID test. So now they're coming for him on that. They're like, oh, you've abused your power. Um so now that's another thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You see, and so many people, listen, I mean, I'm pretty sure there have been tons of other people. We just talking about the governor, but tons of people in power who have definitely, definitely gotten that COVID vaccine way before they, way before other people have. I know. For right. Oh, we're not even talking about the vaccine. They're just talking about testing. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. COVID was the, the new, new. And, the um, new new. <laughs> and everybody was trying to get tested like no, I got it um, <laughs> and, and and remember you like they were like don't get tested if you are not sick they yeah. were like stay at home mm-hmm. and mind business and yeah. then I guess he was like no get my family tested yeah. Um, yeah I mean I don't we don't know how true it is it is what it is but it's, it seems trivial now, I think, because we've moved so far on from that. Yes. But at the same time, like, it is an abuse of power. It and is. Yeah. it's not okay. And if you're willing to do it with something like that, then... And granted, you know, when this pandemic started, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like, yeah, you'd be willing to do that with anything, with, like, getting the vaccine. Or obviously, if something happened, you know, in the country, 
something even more major than a pandemic, you definitely are going to be like, nah, family first. Oh my gosh, yeah. Country, country last, state last, family first. Yeah, there's there are perks and privileges that come with having certain jobs. And, you know, those lines get blurred, especially, you know, it's like, oh, well, my dad works for, you know, but, you know, a perk would be, I don't know what a perk would be for the governor, like a privilege. It's like I having like I car, mean, social car access, you know, he gets the cop. I mean, he's a freaking governor. He yeah, yeah. He wants, like, who in the state don't know him? So imagine if, like, your kid gets arrested, you know, if your kid is underage drinking at a party and the cops bust up the party. All you got to say is, well, my dad is the governor. Can you call him? Exactly. Because even if the beat cops are like, I don't give a fuck about your dad, or you're like, I hate him anyway. Mm-hmm. Somebody above their head is connected to the governor. Is yeah. gonna be like, let him go. Yeah. You know what I mean? This, please, everybody knows you. So yeah, yeah, it's it is definitely the ability to abuse power, and it's not cool. And no, it's so, not cool. And it happens so much. Off you about one thing. They're going to find everything. Yeah, just, yeah. If, we, if the world goes to shit and we all need to get on a spaceship to space, we're not going to get on there. It's going to be all the officials and their families. They was definitely going to be going well, there. Well, we first. are certainly not. We're <laughs> considered poor. So yeah. we're getting yeah. left behind. I don't have any special skills of like, no. you know, I'm, I'm not like a, a biochemical engineer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to save humanity. Yes, yes. I'm, I mean, Although, you know, I'm a writer. We will need people to document these things. Mm-hmm. So I might be able to, like, Chris Pratt my way into one of those things. Exactly. Yeah. It's passengers. Like, yeah, they just going to take people. The only way some of us people, and look, listen, I'm sorry to say this. The only way some of us round and color people, yeah, if we had experts on something, if we have viable wounds, wounds. And then that's dependent. They probably are just like, we don't need a lot of brown. Right. Yeah, I like, was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> too, womb too dark. Womb too. The right color. Yes, exactly. Although, although <laughs> listen, that, that might be the one time that a black female stereotype would come in handy. <laughs> what, that they're, uh, they're very. That, um, like, we're just freaking busting out babies. Every fertile. Time. Yes, fertile. Right, we're super fertile. We're, we're knocking out babies here, there, and everywhere. That might be the one and only time that a, that a horrible uh, black female stereotype would actually work in, would actually save your life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll but see then, what I don't save your life in what way? Because then are they going to start slavery, slavery all over on the moon or something? Like Who knows what they're going to do? If, if they definitely <laughs> taking you for your womb, you are limited to what you can achieve. Well, you're already now property. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's this, like, uh... it's dark. I want to move on. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to, a, to a good, to an interesting topic, what I think to a good topic is mm-hmm. reparations. So, oh, speaking of slavery. Yes. yes it's, it's all nice, connected. Nice little segue i mean it's a little smoother but you <laughs> well you know and you listen 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 some of us are working on our transitions you know um <laughs> black residents in but um evanston illinois mm-hmm. um are recent are getting reparations for a form of reparations and so the city is taking about um i think sixteen thousand of uh, about 16 percent of the city's residents are going to achieve are going to get a form of reparations, and that's in the form of like a, a one like home um, home benefit type of deal. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it yeah. like fifty thousand dollars or something like it's that? It's twenty five thousand dollars to each oh, of even it, less. Okay. It's each of sixteen eligible black households. 
And so the, the way that you are eligible mm -hmm. uh, is if you have to be a black person who resident of a black, like a descendant of something of a, a, a black person who lived in Evanston between 1919 and 1969. Right. Or and that um, the family must also have been a victim of discrimination in housing, you know, because of policies and practices in mm -hmm. the city during that time. And so it was voted like eight to one. And so this is just the start. It's a small program right now. They're hoping to um, shell out like 10 million over the course of uh, um, over, over the, the course of the decade, period. yeah, over the decade, and it was like they took it was like three percent of the it was sixteen like 3 tax on recreational yes. marijuana that's paying for this, which exactly. I think is hot as fuck. Mm -hmm. Every state should be doing that, especially since marijuana is pretty much becoming legal across the country in each state. That's the one of the best ways yeah. to do this, um, and it's also helping. Um, it, it's also coming from donation too, donations yeah. as well. Well, for for them, it, it is. I think also too, they should these private companies that um that get these uh, prison contracts. I think they should be taxed higher, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about reparations? How about the folks that are making ridiculous and exorbitant amounts of money on the the second enslavement of black people to right. some ridiculous degree? Mm -hmm. Pay for it. Yeah. Make yeah. Pay for it, but that's just me. That's just that's just, and I know. I mean, the people. I know that it isn't. Some people are, aren't happy because they're only choosing. I think, like right now, like I said, sixteen residents, and it's mm -hmm. like twelve thousand black people in this um, in this um, small town. So people are just like, listen, you should be doing more. You shouldn't necessarily choose. You know what type, what form of reparations you give them. The people who have been discriminated, uh, who have been affected by this, are the ones that should choose what and what form that they want this um, reparation. But then some people, I, I agree that I think one one point that the article made was that you know this just this type of discrimination happened on so many levels. You know, black people discriminated when it comes to education, when it came to housing, when it came to food, when it came to any any of these types of things. So this is one of the 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 boxes that they are checking, you know, and it's it's not nothing's gonna please everything. You know, there's no perfect solution, but I do think it's a good start because they're gonna move on. And the twenty five thousand dollars that they're giving these people is to is to go towards um, repair costs and property cost of homes and things that they already own. Um, or, or, and I think for some people it was in, in order to purchase. Yes, well. in order to purchase. It, my only thing about that though is right. So what if I don't have any repair costs, my house is paid off, I'm good on my taxes, all that stuff. So then am I now not eligible to use this 25K for something even though I should be? Yeah. Yeah. Then what? Are you basically saying, oh, well, I'm too well off to need the reparation? Possibly. But like, but like my grandfather was fucking hung. Yeah. You know? And like there's there's records of it. Hanged. Mm -hmm. Sorry, hanged. I should know better. I'm a writer. But <laughs> you know, like it just I, I there are certain things that are super problematic about this whole thing for me. Yeah. Um also the fact that when we start getting into these conversations about reparations and putting stipulations around how it's going to be decided, how mm -hmm. people are eligible. Yeah. So you're going to tell black people that they need to be able to trace back 
their roots and their ancestry in order to be eligible when part of the reason why we don't have those family ties and those family records and things like that is because of slavery oh, yeah. and Jim Crow mm -hmm. and, and discrimination against black people because the whole the whole point was to break up the black family. It was to take our history. It was to take to break our bonds. Yeah. You were successful at that. That's why we are where we are. Mm -hmm. Now you want to say, well, in order for you to get this, you know, what I'm, I'm trying to pay it back, I'm trying to make it right. But in order for me to make it right, you need to prove to me that you're eligible for the make right. Mm -hmm. Get the fuck out of here with that. Like, get the whole fuck out of here. That's number one, where you went wrong. Yeah. Number two, again, yes, this whole, we're going to decide how we're going to pay you back the injury that we imposed on you. Mm -hmm. Also problematic. However, I will say, I just wonder um, how many black people have actually thought about what reparations should look like. Yeah. What it would look like if someone asked them, what yeah. would you like reparations to be? How many people would actually have an answer? Mm -hmm. An answer that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it can't make sense for everybody as a whole, right? But it an can't, answer that yeah. makes sense, you know, to some degree for a large amount of people. Yeah. Um, and everyone's not going to have the same answer. So I do think that, yes, it makes sense that, you know, it, it will end up being broken up into these things where it's like one thing is about housing. Another thing mm -hmm. is about another thing is about job discrimination. Yeah. But it's it, it's it's going to be very murky. I think it definitely has to be done on the state level because we see how things get done on the federal level. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to be like, here, everybody gets a five thousand dollar check regardless i don't know you might be from haiti well i guess your people got it too here you go and that's that we'll give you an extra 300 per kid and like like that's how it's gonna get done at a federal level mm -hmm. right not with a scalpel with a meat cleaver but yeah, i just think that yeah it's it's it needs to be done on a state level but there needs to be way more of a cohesive sort of you know there's so many like um groups out there that not only they it's not just about like black civil rights they they work on like black upward mobility yeah you know and mm -hmm. and, and and equality so it's like are you guys tapping these groups yeah and like <laughs> to come those to the table and figure out what these things should look like or are you just as the government just coming up with some shit on your own and then being like well it it's more it's $25,000 more than your head and <laughs> that we're supposed to be grateful for that you know it's not the price is right bro like this is people's lives and we're talking about if you want to achieve some real equality then do it right um, yeah but my husband did make a really good point to me the other day, and he was like, "Yeah, well, the the first the first goes at it are going to be bad." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He was like, "We have to expect that like the first you know few attempts to make this right are going to not be great because exactly. when is anything ever just perfect the first time?" Yeah, and like that's true. I just hope that they are willing to be open to you know the criticism and 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 willing to make the changes and. And, and tweaks in real time. So when someone says, oh, Evanston did this and that kind of sucked, yeah. but they were onto something. So from their bad idea, we came up with a good idea. And yeah. then Evanston is willing to say, oh, that actually is better. So mm -hmm. let's start implementing what they're doing and then pay back the people who, you know, kind of got the shaft in that first go round. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I would hope that in a perfect world, 
that's what it would have. That's what would happen. We're human beings. <laughs> we're not perfect. Yeah, and, and you know what you just said, right? Words in a perfect world. And and I and I and I think that um, what you said about sort of happening at the um, the state level, uh, it it can be very impactful. And then tapping into sort of these community organizations and nonprofits who are already on the ground, they don't have to re reinvent the wheel. It's right. like you have organizations who are already tapped into the communities at a, at a much more at a, is it macro level? Than, uh, micro. Uh, micro, micro level than they are. So it's just like help filter that information in. You can create grants and you can create things or either you can do studies and, and take that information that these communities already have and they can help you sort of decide on where that money goes and who needs it. Not even who needs it most because that's the thing too, who needs it most? Or who, and maybe you look at it from a level of like, you know, we need to give it to them first because it's just like in a sense, most black people, yeah, there are black families who are well off, but then how well off? Is there gonna be a cap on their salaries? But I think, yeah, looking into, you know, like if, if someone's making over $100,000 a year, but they, their descendants are slaves, and you know they just happen to, you know, be very lucky and 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 just be very lucky, be in the right place at one time. Doesn't mean they didn't work; they worked harder than other people. Um, are or, they not? Are they not eligible? Maybe, or maybe their families got their forty acres. Yeah. I've met a couple of people yeah. whose families got their forty acres in their mule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right, and and oddly enough, the, the few people that I have met. They, their families are not missing a meal. Yeah, because okay. generational wealth is they something that... They have land, they have property, yes. It, yeah. it goes to show you, yes, that generational wealth is a real thing. It's a real thing. And and, and they ta- they did this study about how, oh gosh, it's been circulated in the news about um, land ownership mm-hmm. and um, who owns the most land in, just in the United States and how, I think we're what, like, 14, 13% of the population or something, but less than 1% of mm-hmm. um, most people own land mm-hmm. in the U.S. And it, it's just, that is, and they tied a lot of, you know, they've been doing studies in how land ownership has been able to influence and affect and gr- help grow generational wealth. And right, like, and I think that's why they, Evanston did start. Yeah, exactly, exactly initiative yeah. because yeah it's a huge thing even just owning a home yeah you know it's not some huge plot of land even just owning a home yeah it makes a difference you should watch um what's the show on netflix explain uh-huh. and there's an episode where they're talking about like redlining and everything and yeah. i think i feel like cory booker like lays it out so eloquently Okay. Um, in helping people to understand, like what, like the difference it makes, you know, when you not 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 only just like can't own a home, but when you're shut out of when you're shut out, like, yeah, communities, yeah, um, yeah, and and, 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 and district and rezone and do all that other shit. How it really affects communities so deeply and oh, for so long. For exactly, exactly, and I think that's something that most people, like I say again, it's about history, and I think there are a lot of people who know that they can name every president and they know who was there signing the Declaration of Independence. But when it comes to history about brown people and people of color in this country, they don't know it. And I think that's unfortunate. They call themselves so educated. It's just like, you have no idea. And it's just like, you have no idea uh, yeah, about redlining and about all of these things, uh, generational wealth and how that affects what? It ain't even that deep and so bad. 
We watched those, like the chase and the weakest link. I've uh-huh. started compiling a, 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 a what's the name of videos because we find it funny, but it's sad that these are like trivia shows and uh-huh. it could be any kind of trivia. But I promise you, every single time they get a question and the answer is a black person, they don't know it. Like oh, it's really? so bad, <laughs> it's become like a joke in our house because. Like the things that they say are outrageous. Mm-hmm. It was like on the weakest link. It was like this rap group. It starts with rap group. So uh-huh. okay, we're we're thinking a rap group. And I think the answer was like NWA or something. But the guy was like boys to men. And was like, <laughs> That's not a rap group. <laughs> it was just like so funny to me because it was like boys to men was a huge group. Yeah, like a huge. huge. Among- like you, I just can't. Like yes. they never know the black answers. Then. My, well, this this has to be one of my favorite by far. Mm-hmm. It was on the chase, and the question was about like um, when when referring to the kitchen, it was like something about hair, and mm-hmm. it was like referring to the kitchen. What part of the body is it on? Yeah. And the girl said the, the belly button, and like because <laughs> me and Al just looked at each other, we're like, oh, we know she's not gonna notice. Yeah, like, is she gonna notice? We're like, uh-huh. she ain't gonna notice. Of course, she said that. But what's crazy, it was like Ken Jennings or somebody was the chaser. It's like one of those big Jeopardy champs. But uh-huh. he got it right. And I was like, I'm mad the white man got this right. But like homegirl didn't notice. And I was actually like, I, I, you know, he might know this just because he he studies trivia. Yeah. And that's what he mm-hmm. does for a living. Exactly. And he got it right. But like just, it'll be the most simplest or it'll be like pop culture stuff. Like, mm-hmm. like pop culture stuff that you would expect. Exact people to know. know. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I definitely can't imagine that you know what year Emmett Till was was murdered because you don't even know that Boys to Men is not considered a rap group. Exactly. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like you probably had never heard of redlining. Or you yeah. heard it, you it's like a a foreign concept out there in the ether. Yeah, they don't take the time to study and that's that's really honestly what I've noticed. Like it's just like people like I said again, people just don't it's like, no, you're very educated. You know what you're talking about, but you don't know a lot of history when it comes to people who don't look like you. And then you don't study, you know, sort of, yeah, racism and and, and, and dynamics and how different people, it's just, I, I, that to me boggles my mind. I, you know, listen, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't study every subject. You you talk about astrophysics. I'm like, I don't know what that is, but it's just like, well, that don't affect my fucking every day. You know, it's or like, it does. Maybe it does. Maybe that's true. Maybe you know what, girl? Yes, yes. <laughs> but it, 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 it opening up my mind, you know. <laughs> but listen, it, I, I can go on. I can stutter and stutter and stutter. I just um, you could, but we. Don't I'm here for. Yeah, we don't have some time. Yes, um, yes, yes. No, I do. I think you know it's it's interesting. I commend any place that's trying to take a leap of faith. And say, well, let's not even front like we don't owe these folks something. Exactly. We, we, we fucked up their lineage and we need to make it right in some way. Mm-hmm. So let's start with something. I just, my thought is just be open to the critiques. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because don't pretend like you got it right and it's perfect. Yeah. And then be open to tweaking it as you need. And that is how this will be successful is as yeah. long as they are open to understanding that it's not perfect yes. and that it won't be. And that obviously this needs to be a, a growing and changing and moving thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as long as they're willing to understand that, then they'll be okay. But I, I will at least say that I think 
it's it's great that they're thinking in that way because we all know that the biggest issue surrounding reparations is the fact that you know this idea of like well all these other people came to this country and have been able to be successful why can't black people they've been here the longest and it's just like <laughs> you're not acknowledging what happened okay. yeah like, again not knowing your up. history they don't yeah, know their history up, we weren't greeted you know with open arms shaking hands being like all right well let's get to work on this railroad like yeah that's not how that went so mm-hmm. don't play yourself um and it's because plenty of people do know the history but it takes it the the whole thing about reparations it 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 takes for the the white people in this country to just say yes this really horrible thing happened and it needs to be made right mm-hmm. and i'm willing to give up a little bit of my comfort to do that just in acknowledging it and being like okay i have participated in racism and discrimination and redlining and you know on all of all the negative terrible shit that has yes. affected black people mm-hmm. but you don't have to have been the person that enslaved my ancestors to own your part in this because uh i wasn't an enslaved person but i'm still living the, the reality and existence of being black in this country exactly and that looks a certain way mm-hmm. and you may not have been the ones who have enslaved but you are also living the remnants of your lineage which is having been the descendant of someone who has enslaved and that looks a certain way exactly that's very that important so we can, right so acknowledge that shit so we can all go, okay, we all understand what happened and we all understand that it wasn't cool and now something needs to be done about it. So now let's roll up our sleeves, let's get to work into fixing what needs to be done about it. And you, by the way, tuck your little entitlement and your privilege in and stop acting like you know everything because you don't have the right to tell me how this is going to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Amen, sister. Sister, amen. I mean, if they would have just been like, just ask a bunch of black women, they would have got all the answers they needed. <laughs> That. And on that note, <laughs> if you like this episode of Black Hipster, uh, make sure you subscribe. Go ahead, hit the subscribe button mm-hmm. so you can get our lovely voices every week. Um, and definitely make sure you rate us. And we are pretty much everywhere you listen to your podcast, but for sure, you can catch us on iTunes and on Spotify. Um, you can also catch us outside, but you can also catch us on Instagram. <laughs> 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 At, I don't know why I wanted to say that, but you can check us out on Instagram at Black Hipster Podcast. You can also email us at blackhipsterpodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com if you have already done so. We haven't responded. My apologies. I have not checked that account in a while, but I'm going to get to it. <laughs> um, but you can also just, you know, just, just tap, tap me in the DMs on Instagram at the Shawa Evans, or you can mm-hmm. hit Sandrick up at where? Standrick Wiggins. Boom, boom. That boom, is boom. That. And with that, I'm going to go back to doing my Passover cleaning. All righty, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your day. Yes, it's nice outside. Go outside. It is nice. I'm about to get a haircut. So, yeah. Oh, okay. well, go get your haircut. Until next week, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.